0: Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Atlanta, 1996. Watching Kurt Angle standing on that Olympic podium, his gold medal around his neck and tears in his eyes is a powerful image. To wrestling fans like you and I, when we think of Olympic wrestling, this is what we see one of the best pro wrestlers of all time after owning the entire planet emotionally accepting the top prize today though i want to tell you about the first olympic wrestling superstar that precedes kurt angle by a good few thousand years i mean sure winning the olympics is amazing but imagine winning it almost consistently for 30 years And imagine, the only thing more mind-blowing than the way you lived was the way you died. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing at this time, fighting out of 6th century Greece, this is a a once-in-a-lifetime super-athlete, Milo of Croton! Milo was born in the Magna Grecian city of Croton during a civilization uplift. A return to pre-Dark Ages prominence, there was overseas trade and commerce, there was a boom in education, art and quality of life back home, and Ed Sheeran was number one in the charts. Alright, that last bit I made up. It turns out, though, Aristotle, who is a key figure in ancient Greek philosophy, thought Galway Girl was a banger. Even in his teens, Milo's powerful physique was very much the talk of Croton. In researching Milo of Croton, I discovered just how much of a hard nut this lad was, right? He would regularly work out by lifting bulls over his shoulders. A statement of unearthly power and general (laughs) show-offiness. They also say that his daily diet consisted of 20 pounds of meat, which is about the size of a sausage dog, 20 pounds of bread, and 20 pints of wine. That's basically a really good night for 20 people. That's what he would eat and drink in a day. The other story is that Milo was able to inflate the veins in his temple to such an extent he could pop part of his eyebrow open. Milo of Croton, the true originator of the people's eyebrow. Yet the rock would obviously... fine-tune that and make it far less aneurysm-inducing when he gets his go in the 90s. Growing up, Milo befriended an intelligent young man who would become an ancient Greek rock star. That man's name was Pythagoras. It was even told that Milo saved Pythagoras' life one time when a banquet hall roof caved in around them. So to any math students around the world who are fed up with the Pythagoras theorem, A squared plus B squared equals C squared, you can thank Milo of Croton for all that nonsense because he saved his life when a roof nearly fell on him. This act of bravery and friendship would not be forgotten. And years later, Pythagoras would give Milo his blessing to marry his daughter. Now that is real friendship right there. Our story now takes Milo to Olympia, where he'll compete for the first time in the Olympic Games. The event, according to myth, was devised by the hero Heracles to honour the great god Zeus. Every four years, heralds would travel the major cities to announce the commencement of the Olympics and to seek participation. I presume they'd do this through local radio interviews. You know, they'd be interviewed by Jimmy, Mandy and the Morning Crew, asked about the event, they'd play some wacky radio games, and then they'd stick the new Ed Sheeran song on. One of the biggest attractions during the Olympic Games was combat events. A very primitive version of boxing was contested at the early Olympics, as well as a game called Pankration, which was kind of like an extreme rules match where everything and anything went, with the exception of biting and attacking the privates. Hey, you can smash me over the head with that vase all you like, Callias of Athens, but you keep your hands away from me fella under the robes, okay? Milo wasn't interested in the hardcore division and, oh gosh. I imagine if Pancration was like the 24-7 title. Jeez, ancient Greek would be different. One minute you'd be admiring some fine Corinthian architecture and the next you'd be kicking out of a schoolboy roll-up by Socrates. Anyway, Milo was training for palais, a traditional style of Olympic grabs. You'd have to score three points to win a match, which you scored by knocking your opponent to the ground or by making your opponent submit in a hold. There was no gouging, no intentional hitting or kicking, no grabbing by the privates. That privates rule again. If you broke any of these rules, you would get an immediate whipping by the referee. (laughs) That is how you exert authority in a wrestling match. Milo was a natural in the wrestling world. He won the boys wrestling championship at around 540 BC and would qualify for the men's division at the next Olympics. Over the next 10 years, Milo would win a total of five championships in Olympia. And he wasn't content with being the daddy of the Graps in one place. No, 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 no. Milo took his power and his skill on the road to the Nemean Games, to the Isthmian Games and the Pythian Games in neighbouring Delphi. At each of these events, Milo came, he saw and he conquered, picking up more than 30 championships across all four events. Everybody that came up against Milo would find themselves in the same position, grasped tightly by Milo's mammoth physique and crushed like a marshmallow in a G clamp. From there, they'd either tap out or pass out. Life for an Olympic wrestler at Olympia wasn't easy. The wrestlers were separated from the population before and during the event so they could focus 100% on distraction-free intensive training. So when Milo would emerge after months in near isolation, he would be a physical specimen. It's easy to see why, for well over two decades, Milo of Croton was the poster boy for wrestling. Milo mania was definitely running wild, brother. If t-shirts had been invented, he'd have sold millions. He was unstoppable. That was until 516 BC. A young wrestler from Croton stepped up to challenge Milo. Whilst this man's name seems to have been lost in history, what happened that day hasn't been. You see, the young man in question had been studying a new wrestling technique called acrochereismos. Instead of brute strength, this method involved keeping your opponent at arm's length and keeping arms high. Milo found that when he came to hit triangle to execute his finisher, that punishing body grip that we discussed earlier, he couldn't get near the guy. Exposed and completely gassed, Milo crashed out. (laughs) Shortly after this, Milo stepped away from the ring and picked up a club. He would become the leader of the Crotonian army at around 500 BC when trouble started brewing between Croton and nearby Cybaris. Now, this all kicked off when the oligarch was overthrown in Cybaris. They stripped the wealthiest citizens of everything they owned and they exiled them. Those who were cast out would seek refuge in Croton, something that the new, 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 new world order of Cybaris was not happy about, and they demanded they were returned. Croton, they were like, nah. We're not going to do that. In fact, we're going to come around your place and take everything you own. Oh, and the guy leading us, he's the best wrestler ever. So good luck, lads. The Cretonian army squashed Sybaris like it was a local wrestler in a Braun Strowman match. Now, Milo of Croton was praised as a great leader, a man who would show dominance everywhere from the stadium to the battlefield. Whilst the date of Milo's death is unknown, the legend around how he died is amazing. The story goes he was trying to tear a tree down with his bare hands just because he could. He got trapped in the trunk and ended up being eaten alive by a pack of wolves. Incredible pictures of his death have been painted by artists like Charles Marnier in 1795, which I can't help feels feels like a bit of a dick move. Like, why would you capture, for for loved ones, the moment that someone you care about died? But anyway, I'm not an artist, what do I know? Milo's legacy has lived on. The strength sports magazine, Milo, was named after our hero today. Weirdly, a chap in Australia named a chocolate drink after him as well. Not not sure about that one. Maybe if it was a meat-based milkshake that would have made more sense... Something that promises to give you animal lifting powers, I don't know. Milo of Croton lived as he died, being an absolute hard ass. Would Milo have, like Kurt Angle, wept as he received the trophy in Olympia? I mean, he might have done. We're all human after all. But I imagine that he'd have also smashed the podium to pieces and then eaten a dog. That's the Milo of Croton that I want to remember.